Let's go to RNZ Business with reporter Anan Zaki. Uh, kia ora Anan. A2's milking the cash cow. Gosh, it's <laughs> a good one. Uh, but cautious about China. Kia ora to you, Max. Yes, a specialty milk company, A2 Milk, says it delivered a strong first half in a challenging market with continued improvement on its growth expectations. The first half profit rose 24% to $73.8 million in the six months ended December, while revenue rose 19% to $783.3 million. Chief Executive David Bortolusi says the first half has met expectations with double-digit revenue and earnings growth. I think it was a very strong performance in a very difficult market. Um, most importantly, we grew our infant milk formula business in China by 18% when the market was actually down by more than 12%, which I think is a terrific outcome. David Bortolusi says the registration of its Chinese label infant formula brand is on track to be received in the second half, while growth in the United States market continues to improve. The full year is expected to deliver in line with expectations of revenue in the low double digits and profit margins little change from last year's. Telcom Lines company Chorus expects the recent flooding and cyclone to dent its full-year profits. The company's profit for the six months ended December was $9 million, compared to $42 million a year ago. The fall was because of higher interest rates, costs associated with refinancing debt, and the cost of scrapping the old copper lines. Chief Financial Officer Andrew Carroll says the costs of the Upper North Island floods and the cyclone are far more severe than the costs incurred in the Nelson flooding last year. The north and eastern event is a completely different dimension to that and there will likely be revenue impacts, cost impacts and and capex impacts. I mean what we tend to see in terms of the way these things unfold is that the cost impacts turn up first and then the capex impacts turn up a little bit later. Andrew Carroll doesn't expect the costs to reach those of the Christchurch earthquake. The company is forecasting full-year operating earnings between $675 million to $690 million, up about $320 million on its previous forecast, but that doesn't count any cost from the weather events. Transport and information management company Freightways posted a modest lift in first-half profit as an expansion into the Australian parcel market and price rises countered a slowing home market. Its net profit increased 3.5% to $45.2 million, with revenue up 25% to $552 million, reflecting in part the purchase last year of Australian parcel company Allied Express. Chief Executive Mark Trohear says the result is solid given last year it benefited from the consumer spend-up after the COVID lockdowns. But he's cautious going into the second half with a likely economic slowdown. We'll pull all of the levers and we'll control everything we can. There'll be a few things out of our control and that'll be the general level of economic activity and, and the tightness of the labour market. But um, look, we're cautious. We'll keep pushing ahead and, and we'll make sure we've got our hands firmly on those levers if things start to deteriorate. Mark Trohear expects further growth from Australia and says the country probably also offers the best place for further acquisitions. Well, recovery in fuel demand has driven earnings for the country's biggest fuel retailer, Z Energy. 
The company, now part of Australia's Ampol, reported pre-tax earnings of $140 million for the period between May to the end of December. No meaningful comparison was available for the same period last year, but Ampol says fuel sales were up 19% to nearly 2.8 billion litres. Z's fuel income was just over half a billion dollars, while non-fuel income was just over 60 million. There are no comparable figures from last year, but the profit for the 12 months ended March 2022 was $269 million and fuel sales of 3.2 billion litres. The detailed Ampol New Zealand results will be released next Monday. Well, to see how the markets have digested all of those results, we're joined by Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners. Uh, kia ora to you, Andrew. Kia ora, Anand. Well, how has the market uh, responded to all of those results announced today? Yeah, look, we're starting to see a lot of results coming through. The NZX 50 is down 1% or 124 points at 12,020 points. Look, A2 Milk, their shares are off just over 8% or down 65 cents. At a $7.10, it's having an effect on the overall market. If we look at Chorus, their shares are down 2 cents at $8.35. Freightways unchanged at $9.75. Property for industry, their shares are off 1.3%, $2.27. Ryman Healthcare, their shares have started uh, trading again after the institutional book build. They're down 4% at $5.78. And Scales, they've updated the market um, on their effects from Cyclone Gabrielle. Their shares are up 2.5% at $3.19. Excellent, and I should note earlier we mentioned uh, Chorus, uh, their forecast was up $320 million. It's actually $20 million. Uh, apologies for the error. Uh, we'll uh, now go to Australia. How's the Australian 200 looking? Yeah, look, it's pretty flat. The ASX 200, it's really unchanged at 7346 ANZ Bank, it's down 3.5 cents at $24.63. BHP's up $0.47 cents or 1%. At $48.47. Commonwealth Bank of Australia, it's up half a percent at $101.43. CSL just under $300 at $299.59. NAB, this year's up 11 cents at $29.96. Rio Tinto up 19 cents at $124.45. Westpac up 7 cents at $22.83. And Zero down 51 cents at $77.24. And that takes us to the New Zealand dollar. Yeah, the Kiwi dollar is just a bit weaker overall against the US. We're buying 62.34 against Australia, 90.73. Sterling, 51.82. Euro, 58.32. And the yen, 83.72. Interest rates are a bit weaker. 90-day bank bills, 4.985%. 10-year interest rates are 4.435%. Brent crude is a little bit weaker at $82.21 US a barrel. And gold currently trading at $1,840 US an ounce. Thank you very much. Andrew Cathy of Craig's Investment Partners with our markets update. And as Andrew was mentioning earlier, Ryman Healthcare has finished the first part of its $900 million capital raising. Institutional investors took up 75% of their entitlement but paid $6 a share, which is a dollar above the offer price but still a few cents below the theoretical price. 
All up, the institutional offer has raised $542 million. That leaves retail investors to provide the rest. The offer is a right to one new share for 2.8, currently held at $5 each. Shareholders don't have to buy new shares. They can sell some or all of the rights on the stock exchange. That trading starts tomorrow and runs for a week. Any rights not sold will be put into an auction, and if the prices paid there are above the $5, then the relevant shareholders will get that surplus. Well, we'll bring you a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Max, that is business.